Welcome to the FitPro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to FitProBusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, Fit Pro Podcast listeners. I want to welcome you all to another great show. Today, I have the great luxury of interviewing Mr. John Goodman. And if you guys don't know his name, you should because he's a big time hitter in the fitness industry in regards to helping people, personal trainers, build their business and grow their business. John is the creator of the Personal Trainer Development Center, the PTDC, and is also the founder of the world's first certification for online fitness trainers. John, welcome to the show. I am just so happy you called me a heavy hitter. Uh, I played baseball my whole life. That was my sport. And my nickname was uh, Warning Track Power. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was a I Warning Track Power. once. Once I, was a- I hit it over. <laughs> once. And I was I'll a- Really? Yeah, I was a Warning Track Power guy, too, up until my junior year of college. So I was like, Omo Vizquel was my hero. You know, I was, I was a fielder through and through. Um, and then I threw out my arm and had to move from third base to second and couldn't even make the throw from second anymore consistently. So I had to, uh, had to stop, but, uh, but I got, I have that one home run on my, on my score. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, John, I also didn't mention that you are also the author of seven books. Uh, one, the big one that I know of is the ignite your fire, ignite the fire. Yep. Um, I, I just gave you a brief intro. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you're up to? I mean, you gave me a pretty good intro. I was a personal trainer for about eight years, studied kinesiology in school, um, reached the point that a lot of trainers get reasonably early in my career. I was about 23 years old where, um, you know, I was making about as much as I could make. I was charging about as much as you could charge in Toronto, where I'm from. I was full of clients. I was getting a commission for referring my overload of clients to other trainers. And um, I was even, um, I was a senior trainer at that point. So I was earning a bit of a salary for uh, hiring and training some some trainers. And um, that was cool. I was 23 years old. I was working a lot of hours, morning to nights. I mean, you know, people know know what the situation is, yeah. and I liked it. But but there was kind of this this nagging feeling that always hit me. It was like, is this what my life is going to be like? And um and and I didn't like the answer. So yeah. so I started seeking out other ways. You know, I didn't ever want to stop training clients. That was never the goal. But but I knew that I needed to figure out a way to make money not on my feet. So I started reading everything that I could about about marketing, about income generation, et cetera, et cetera. And like, like everything. I mean, I, I looked into residential real estate investing for six months. I built two business plans for smoothie operations, like <laughs> everything, right? And eventually came across this, this term called infopreneuring in a book called Multiple Streams of Income by Robert G. Allen. The book isn't that good. Um, it was just like, you know, when you, when you know, when, well, the book isn't bad, but you know when you come across a book that just hits you at the right time? Yeah. And, and for some reason, one part of that just, just, just jumped out at me and I had no idea why I never thought about writing a book before, but, but it did. Um, and, and I I'll, I'll always remember it. It had this image in the section about infopreneur and had this image that was like, it was like a circle. And um, in, in the middle of the circle of that image was one thing and that all around it were a whole bunch of things. And, and the image was supposed to symbolize, like, if you do this one thing, then all of these other income streams open up for you in infopreneur. And in the middle of that circle was write a book. And so I was like, sure, write a book, because um, how hard could that be? <laughs> and I did. Um, and if I knew how hard it was going to be, there's no way that I would have ever done it. But, uh, but I was so ignorant. And, and I, you know, that's, whenever I tell my story, that's, that's the lesson that comes out of it, is just optimistic ignorance. 
I knew so little about why I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, that I did it. And, and once I did it, I looked back and I was like, how the heck did I do that? And I, I, you know, I, I did it at the time because I was 24 years old and didn't realize just how ridiculous it was for a 24 year old to write a book to educate an industry. And, and I didn't even know enough people <laughs> to be able to be told that you shouldn't do that. Like it wasn't even that anybody told me I shouldn't do that. Right. I didn't get to that point where I didn't even know that many people in the industry. Right? And then I had this book and I was like, how the heck am I going to market this book? And so I created a website, uh, which, which is the personal trend and balance center to market the book. Uh, the website, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll gloss over most of the story, uh-huh. but the website is now turned into the largest website in the world for trainers. Yeah. And, um, and, and reaches, you know, four, five, six, seven million people a year. And uh, from there, I've written a whole bunch of other books. And now I'm not training people anymore. <laughs> doing whatever the heck I do for a living. Well, you know, just like your story, you're saying a lot of personal trainers that have been running their businesses and having success find themselves being overwhelmed by their business, um, mm. wanting to, or maybe capped out in regards to their income and wanting to right. expand and find other avenues where they can produce revenue. What are some of the steps that personal trainers and fitness business owners can do to, you know, eliminate that burnout as well as find new ways to expand their revenue? I think the number one thing, Andy, is they got to acquire the skills. I think, I think the burden that a lot of fitness professionals have is that they're too passionate about fitness. Mm. They, they, they tell themselves, I mean, it's very easy to make up plausible excuses about why you're not doing something, right? They tell themselves that they're doing professional development as they read their 15th article on squat mechanics. It's like, well, that's cool, but you got to understand that that's interest for you. That's not professional development. Because the marginal improvement that you learning this tiny little bit about this, this, this tiny little part of your practice, the marginal improvement that's going to have on your client success and on your career is, is minute compared to what you could be doing with that time getting, getting a bit. If, if you're at the point where you're reading that, you're probably a pretty good trainer already, right, in terms right. of your technical ability versus acquiring the skills to write better. I mean, I think, I think writing is the number one skill that everybody should have, but yeah. but. but Write better, market better, understand pricing structure, understand how to, what, what add-ons are, what cross-sells are, what, what, like, like all of these additional ways. I mean, there is an unbelievable amount of things available to fitness professionals. Like, like this is why we created this, this newsletter that you've said before we wanted to talk about because there's just, there's, there's almost an unlimited amount of things and, and it's not just different things to sell. It's not just like, oh, sell them supplements. That's how you make more money. It's like, well, right. But maybe it also comes down to pricing a little bit smarter. And, and pricing smarter might be saying, okay, what other services would these people benefit from? And how can I combine those things and add those things on as cross-sells so that there are additional automatic payments that come out each month right. that, that I can depend on that hit my bottom line because – Anybody who owns a gym or owns a business knows that cash is king. Right. Like, like you got to have that cash flow that you can depend on. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to grow. Ever. You're just, you're just always, you're not going to be able to invest back into you. You're not going to be able right. to take risks. I like what you're saying about the, um, you're only basically really limited, uh, limited by your imagination because there are so Maybe many different, 
Right. There's so many different ways that you can make money. Um, like for, I know for what you're talking about, add-on services within my studio. I mean, there's online coaching, um, additional coaching that you can add on to your service. There's nutritional aspect if you have that sort of thing. But also what I liked what you were saying is that it's not just another certification or learning, a, you know, a different type of course. It's about learning how to grow your business through marketing and sales, which is ultimately yeah. going to help you. And, and understanding, like, I think pricing theory is one of the most fascinating aspects of business and yeah. one of the most underspoken, important aspects of business. I mean, I've probably read 30 books on pricing alone. And what, what is one of the most important aspects of pricing is, is you sell the parts, not the whole. And I think a lot of coaches fall into the trap of selling the whole and not recognizing the individual value of the parts. You know, just one example, Andy, is, well, assessments. You've got these assessments that you do with, with clients and um, it's kind of just assumed that like if you're training a client, you're selling sessions or you're selling like a 12-week program or whatever you're doing, the assessment is a part of it. It's like, no, pull out the assessment. Say, you know, as part of this, you get this, this one assessment included, but our most successful clients actually have an assessment every X amount of time for that. It's just an extra X dollars that's automatically charged to your account that's called this package. And like immediately then you can just upsell a package based off of something that you're probably going to offer anyway, just by pulling it out and selling that part and showing them how uh, Ryan Ketchum has got this, has got a great column in, in the next issue that we're putting uh-huh. out, which is, um, oh, I wish I had it here. It's, it's, it's from, so, I think it's called from so what to so that. Okay. You know, and it's, it's this idea of instead of just talking about what you do, it's like, oh, we, we, we do assessments. It's like, oh, great. It's like, oh, we do assessments so that we can better guide your progress so that you don't waste a minute in the gym so that we can catch anything that's happening right away and improve your programming on the minute so that you get the best results and make the most out of your time. That's a great pitch for somebody that you yeah, know is totally. Definitely. You know, and so you can you can take all of your parts and you can improve the value of them by pitching them specifically to what you know that client might specifically want. Um, I mean, that's just one example, but yeah. that could add what what could that one example add to a gym owner's bottom line across a team of ten trainers? Yeah, absolutely. And every every you know amount that you can increase with the volume of clients and trainers is going to ultimately increase the owner's bottom line. Well, and even if you know how to increase prices on, on a consistent basis, right? Um, I mean, increase your prices 25%. You're not going to lose 25% of your customers. And that right. 25% increase goes straight to your bottom line because the, the, the service is the same. Exactly. So like, you should be, I'm not saying you should increase 25% all the time, but <laughs> like, like businesses increase their prices. That's, that right. Most fitness businesses probably don't increase their prices enough. Right. I agree. I think, what do you think the fear is that holds, you know, fitness business owners back from increasing their prices? Is it just the fear of losing clients or upsetting clients or? I think it's a combination. I think the fear plays a part of it. I think there's also some complacency involved. I think that a lot of gym owners, unfortunately, get themselves into a very reactive environment whereby they just, they're just so behind on everything. There's just so many things that they're doing. There's so many hats that they're wearing that. Yeah. That it's, it's just, you know, they know that it's something that they should do, but the last thing that they want is another thing to do and to figure out how to do so so they don't do it. So I think, I think complacency, I think reactive 
business models uh, play a part. And then, I mean, fear too, but, you know, fear is just, fear is the unknown. Like, like, like you fear things because you don't understand them. Yeah. Um, I think, I think once you actually define anything and defining your, your business, defining who your business is for, who your business isn't for, again, acquiring the skills to be able to communicate effectively to your clients, that fear is gone. Because right. if, if you think that this is your value and you know, again, if you raise 25% and 24% of your clients leave, it's still a win. Yeah. Right. And what can you do? I think the unspoken part about that, this isn't just about raising prices, but I guess we're talking about that now. <laughs> the unspoken part about that is you could charge somebody $500 more and give them back $100 in unbelievable customer service and out of nowhere gifts and things like that. Yeah. They're going to sing your praises off the rooftops. And, and now you've got a marketing team. That's also going to come. So, so you buy yourself some space right. by pricing much higher, which, um, which a lot of other companies can't do when your margins are so tight and you can't do anything special for your customers. Um, you're in a pretty tight position. Yeah, absolutely. I love that too, because like, you know, you go, just like you said, you go into other businesses, a restaurant that you frequent and they raise their prices, you know, based on what their um, costs are and you don't really bat an eye at it. You just, oh, well, I guess something came up for them as far as expenses. So you pay the price yeah. and ultimately they're running a business just like personal trainers who own a, biz- own a studio or running a business. You know, you have to be able to, you know, raise your rates as well to keep up with, um, you know, the economy. Come back. Yeah. The best, I, I, I saw this restaurant entrepreneur video once. I don't even remember what it was, but it always stuck with me because I thought it was so smart. And he had trained his staff. He had like, you know, the super successful restaurant that generated, like it was one of those things, you know, per square foot, they generated more money than basically any other restaurant. And I mean, the same thing with gyms, like, like you don't want to look at revenue numbers specifically because the revenue that, a gym in NYC is going to generate is way more than the revenue a gym in, you know, small town Minnesota is going to right, generate. Right. But, you know, it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. What you, what you want to look for is, is how much are you pulling out of each square foot of your gym, right? How efficient are you being yeah. and how much you're maximizing that? And, and so anyways, this restaurant was doing that. And one of the things that he had trained his staff to do is whatever the people ordered, basically like, like the, the staff all had different coupons in their, in their bib or, or <laughs> called whatever they're wearing and um and whatever the people ordered he would go when he brought the bill and be like oh i saw you ordered the chicken it's like i hope you really loved it i mean i you know i love the chicken but like what i really love here is the turkey so tell you what like i want you to try the turkey i know you're full now but like here's a free coupon to come back and try the turkey (laughs) you know we, we like why don't you come back next week and try the turkey like like here's a free coupon or if they order dessert, or if they don't order dessert, it's like, oh, I noticed you ordered the chicken, but like, you didn't order dessert. I'm like, oh, the cheesecake's amazing. <laughs> so tell you what, like, he pulls out like a different part of the baby. He's like, you know, here's, here's a free coupon to come back. Like, like with an entree, you get a free dessert, like a cheesecake. I mean, bring a friend, they can have your cheesecake. Like, I just want to make sure you try this cheesecake. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant, right? Yeah. You do that with every single person who comes into your restaurant. You can do that if you price a dollar higher. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and gyms, I think, I mean, obviously you can't give somebody, well, you could give somebody a free piece of cheesecake, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you could, that's, that's not even that stupid, but, um, 
but you could, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I saw that you, um, oh, I saw that you did, you know, especially with group programs. It's like, oh, you did the, you did the metabolic shred program. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love that program. But like, man, you missed out on the abs class. Oh, this abs class is amazing. Like, like, tell you what, I, you know, I, you can't miss the abs class. And, 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 uh, you know, I'm sure you have a friend who would love the abs class. You know, there's, there's two coupons. Like, like bring a friend to the abs yeah. class. Right? Like, now you're just, and, and if you just train your staff to do that all the time, but again, you're going to build in their systems. Right, exactly. I just did a podcast with Austin Netsley, and he, uh, the whole thing was about um, creating systems within your business, and that would be another system that you could create in regards to addition, adding in additional services and getting people to return and increase you know, yeah. the times they're coming into your studio. Because that's what matters, right? I mean, lead acquisition is sexy. And don't get me wrong, it's important, but it's one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's so much more expensive to acquire a lead than it is to keep a customer and to generate additional revenue out of the same customer. Right. Um, and I also... Right now in my business, I mean, my business isn't a gym. Yeah. It educates trainers, but, but I'm at the point in my business now where our 90% of our marketing budget, which is well over seven figures this year, is on taking care of existing customers. And going to extreme lengths, like like ten percent is new, and that's basically retargeting people who find our website organically. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's just like going to extreme lengths to just do like great stuff for our existing customers. Because when we do that, they talk about us all over the internet. Yeah. And then that brings in new people for us, and then that brings in new people in such a more effective way because now it's now it's 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 a referral, now it's a recommendation. Um, versus our company telling people we're awesome and saying, listen to us. Right. I think a lot of um, personal trainers get caught up in constantly chasing new business and they forget about the clients that they have that are ones that actually pay their bills and sometimes even may neglect their existing clients in attempts to try to reach new business, grow grow and reach, get new leads. But ultimately you need to take care of that cluster of consistent existing clients so because they're the ones that pay your bills yeah i mean whether or not you're neglecting them i mean who knows i i i, I hope that doesn't happen too often it might you're, you're closer to that than i am i think some of the time with personal trainers i mean the reality of it is you just don't have that many clients like at any one time i might yeah. have 25 clients so and 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 a good personal trainer will often keep their clients for a long time yeah so you know when i was training clients i would have people for two, three, four, five years at a time. And, and almost all of my clients had been with me for, you know, somewhere right. in, in, in that period. So yeah, I'm still going to take care of them as well as I can. And they're still sending me some referrals here and there, but I'm not like hammering them for referrals every two weeks. If they've been with me for four years, you know, right. they, they know the score and they'll send me people if they want to. And I had other clients who fully said, they're just like, I love you, but this is my space and I don't want my friends here. Yeah. I have had that too. <laughs> Which is totally cool, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I totally respect that. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I said neglect. I, 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 the neglect was, isn't the right word. What I guess I'm saying is that you can go above and beyond and shower your existing clients with appreciation, letting, letting them really know how much you care about them. 
um, opposed to just constantly going after new business. And that, and that in return is going to drive additional business. It doesn't have to cost much money. Like my favorite thing to do is to buy a stack of postcodes locally. Like I keep them in my office. I've got a stack of Toronto postcodes, like, like the cheesiest postcodes you could ever find. <laughs> like, like the type your grandma would send you like when she went away on like a grandparent holiday to Europe or something. And so, so I have a stack of these things. And my favorite thing that a whole bunch of our, our customers are doing, our trainers are doing now is um, you can buy custom stamps basically wherever you are. But in the United States, you definitely can. And in Europe and Canada, most places you can. Um, and you can buy them in a small of a book of 10 stamps at a time in most places. So I tell trainers to get each client a book of custom stamps, you know, with their face on it, with a little bubble that says is awesome. <laughs> That's and cool. so often over the course of that client training, you handwrite them a postcard, you know, like, like you could send them an email, you could tell them when they're in, yeah. but you handwrite them a postcard. That's just like, Hey, like awesome progress. Or like you nailed that squad or awesome hitting the goal. I'm so excited for you to do insert next goal, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, keep it up, sign it, get other trainers with you to sign it, put a stamp with their freaking face on it. That <laughs> is awesome. And put it in the mail. The thing will cost you less than a dollar start to finish each time. Yeah. And think about the impact that like, when was the last time you got a, a something in the mail with a stamp with your face on it? <laughs> that said that you're awesome right so stupid <laughs> ridiculous but but that client's going to display that and tell everybody about that yeah and the impact that's, that's going to have awesome. is huge yeah yeah and they're going to display that on their fridge right like now you're in the conversation yeah i think um you know just like you were saying a lot of personal trainers get overwhelmed with the data day-to-day operations of their business and maybe these little things um, or just another thing they're going to be adding to their plate. But once you create those systems in place and you, you know, also train the staff, then it'll start running a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about, um, I wanted you to touch on the new um, service you're providing, which is the um, newsletter. And okay. talk, talk about what that is and what the value it is that it's providing to the business owner and personal trainer. I am very happy to promote what I do. Yeah. Your- awesome. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, look, I've been, I've been publishing material for trainers online since 2011. We've published over 800 articles. Most of them in the last five years, all of them professionally edited. Um, and I still think that they're super useful, but the reality of it is information's abundant online and, and consumption is rare. And I started doing a ton of research into why that is because because you have a lot of trainers out there, you have a lot of fitness business owners out there, gym owners who, who really do want to get better at marketing. Right. And, and they're trying. They're, they're yeah. really trying, but they're just not moving anyone. And when I really broke down the problem, it's not for lack of good information. It's not for lack of good people. It's a lack of consumption. And that lack of consumption comes down to a lack of finality. With, with online, the, with infinite content where there's always a related article, there's always a related podcast, there's always a, a link, or, or there's, there's always one more thing you need to know. Right. Whenever there's one more thing, then you always need to know one more thing before you take action. Mm. And so what, what we did is we created, I guess people on the internet or people online can see this, we created this newsletter called Fitness Marketing Monthly, where we actually put this together, I mean, very carefully, I hired arguably the two best fitness editors on the planet um, and just interviewed a few more. 
Um, I was I was telling Andy beforehand. We, we basically took um, the chief content officer and and um, the lead fitness editor that used to be at Rodale, which was like men's health, women's health, bicycling yeah. runners world, and um, we we put it together. We curate marketing information from a whole lot of really really smart people around the world each month, and we put it in the mail and we send it to you. And the reason for that is when you get this, you're away from your computer, you turn off your phone, you give it a few hours each month, and you read it front to back. Mm-hmm. We tell you in the intro materials how to highlight it, how to note it. Basically, I'll tell you the secret right now. You have two highlighter colors, one to take action on right now and one that's good information to take action on later when you're going back. Yeah. And the idea is... You, you finish it, it's, it's, like, it's like an analog status bar, right? As the pages get, 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 get thinner on the right side and thicker on the left, you're making progress. <laughs> um, and then when the last page closes, you're done. You put it down and you take action. There's no more to do. And that's the beauty of it. So yes, the content is world-class. The editing is world-class. But the reality of it is, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I mean, w- there are some times where you get stuff where it's like really deep behind the curtain stuff that would be hard to find anywhere else. Most of the time, you could probably find this information online. Yeah. Um, but information isn't worth anything. It's not information that you need. It's, it's action that you need. Exactly. And so, so we designed this product inside and out to, to give you what you need, which is the information plus the action. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was super, super hard and expensive to get started. Um, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) I think like, just like you were saying, like the information's out there and a lot of trainers and business owners get caught up in the consumption of information, you know, constantly consuming, but then there's no, yeah, there's no implementation. So what good is that information that you read if you're not actually taking action and implementing it. Well, and I mean, you know, hiring business coaches, hiring business mentors is fantastic. Um, but A, to hire a good business coach or a good business mentor is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, which again, I wouldn't even not recommend. I mean, for some people, I think it's a very worthwhile investment, but you're still getting that person's wisdom. You're not getting the curated wisdom of a lot of people. Yeah. And so, so if you want to get that, then you're having to hire a whole bunch of people. It's, it's very hard to get that curated wisdom. And, and so when you hire a coach, right, you have the accountability to actually take action on it and they can check in with you. Right. Which, which is really what you're paying for, which is super valuable. Um, so, so what I wanted to try to do was try to figure out a way where we could make it much more affordable Mm-hmm. still give you the information that's curated from a whole bunch of these, these, these brilliant people. And, and it's different every month. We have some of the same contributors, but, but it's different every month based off of the theme of the issue and, and give you, you know, the, the tools to actually take action on it without holding your hand. Because really, if I were to hold your hand and call you up and say, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? Then I'd have to charge you thousands of dollars. Right. Um, and, you know, we're not going to get thousands of people to have subscribed to that service. And so I'm not going to be able to have the same effect with it on a large scale that, that we're having with this already. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just having it come once a month and then having action steps within it is going to be yeah. super powerful for the business owner that is wanting to, you know, 
level up their game? That's the hope. I mean, you know, the, the first month has already arrived. The second month uh, will be in the mail in a few days. It's at the printer right now. Uh, so it's still pretty new. The content is, is awesome. The reaction has been fantastic. But it's, it's still too new to see what kind of results people are getting from. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not making any claims based off of that yet. But ultimately what it comes down to is the information is, you know, awesome that you guys are providing. You're providing, you know, a, a great value to your subscribers and as well as you're having those action steps, uh, which for the p- person who's driven can, you know, really follow and take action on. That's the hope. So how can the audience learn more about um, the actual printed newsletter? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's called Fitness Marketing Monthly. Fitness Pretty Marketing obvious Monthly. If you go to the pgdc.com slash FMM, you'll find it. Um, if you actually go fitnessmokingmonthly.com, it'll redirect you to the website as well. Awesome. Sure none of you scamming jerks took that domain from me because I've had that happen before. You put out a product and you're like, yes, this is the best product ever. And somebody else is like, I'm going to snipe that domain name. <laughs> Darn sleazy folks. So um, do you have any last golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? No, nah, I mean, I think, I think um, we got in deeper on, on a couple of things. And I thought that we were going to, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, I think, I think if we were to start another subject here, then we'd be going for another hour. And I, gotta yeah, go I, I think so. Well, we'll definitely have to have you back on the show so we can dive a little deeper into some of those topics we touched on. But ultimately um, you have the option to increase your business by adding on additional services, increasing your rates. Um, and if you're wanting to look to market and grow your business, then I would highly recommend checking out the uh, fitness marketing. Uh, Appreciate that. Andy. Thank you. So John, again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, how can the audience connect with you on a deeper level? Oh, man. I mean, onlinetrainer.com is the easiest domain to remember. Uh, you can do uh, the ptdc.com as well. It's got the T-H-E in front of it. Um, just be careful when you're looking that up. You might find the Pakistani Tur- Tourism Development Center. <laughs> That's not us. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the ptdc.com, Personal Trainer Development Center, is the blog with, um, like I said, like 800-plus articles. and You find anything you'd ever want on there. Awesome. Well, if you guys own a business or looking to grow your business, then definitely go to uh, that website. I'll include the, the, a link to that website in the show notes. Um, this is the guy you want to follow and keep tabs on because he's uh, doing big things in the fitness industry and has been for a long time. Thanks, buddy. Hey, John. Uh, thanks for your time. You got it. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. 